I first started running about 15 years ago as a way to quit smoking. Back then, my running clothes were very Rocky Balboa, so sweatpants, sweatshirt. Anyone who goes hiking or trail running knows that it's a lot easier and a lot more fun when you're wearing the right gear. Jonji makes performance apparel that'll take you farther on your runs and hikes. They have this merino wool hoodie that I wore on multiple trail runs this weekend. It's soft, it's warm, and most importantly, it does not get stinky when you get stinky. Another reason to love Jonji is that they donate 2% of all sales towards clean water projects, raising nearly $1 million so far. Head to Jonji.com to find your new favorite trail wear, outdoors accessories, and essentials. And use the code OUTSIDE for 10% off at Jonji.com. That's J-A-N-J-I.com with the code OUTSIDE for 10% off. When I was a little kid, my whole family, grandparents included, packed into a Dodge Caravan and went on a two-week road trip to Wyoming. We saw the rodeo in Cody, a grizzly bear in Yellowstone National Park, and an epic thunderstorm near Devil's Tower. On that trip, I fell in love with the West and the natural world. This might sound cheesy, but it kind of made me who I am today. Wyoming has it all. Breathtaking hikes, kid-friendly museums, two of the coolest national parks in the country. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. This is Outside In, a show about the natural world and how we use it. I'm Justine Paradise. I am Taylor Quimby. And if you have not heard, Outside In is in a moment of transition. Mm -hmm. Our founding host, Sam Evans-Brown, has flown the coop. He's moved on to a new gig. Uh, We announced this a few weeks ago. I had a conversation with Sam that we put into the feed. Out to the world. But as you know, uh, the feelings right now are a little bittersweet. Yeah, and um, this brings us to our big announcement. Which is that I was recently offered another job, and I accepted it. So the five episodes of Windfall are going to be my last five episodes as host of Outside In. The show will go on, uh, as we said then, but before it does, we just wanted to take a few minutes in this little bonus episode to appreciate our erstwhile host, and I think to appreciate change, like the very notion of change. Can I start us off with a story? Yes, you can. In fact, it's all part of the plan. <laughs> In fact, it's the plan. Well, Taylor, play Sorry. along. <laughs> yes, please do. Tell me a story. Okay. I think there is this very particular feeling that comes with transition and new beginnings. I remember when I first got to New Hampshire to work on Outside In, There were these first few weeks where I was like, did someone let me in this building by mistake? Like, and how do I even start to contribute to this show? Yeah, it's like, um, uh, it's it's not so much imposter syndrome that I think, I feel like that comes later. It's more just like this surreal sense of like, where am I? And is this my life? (laughs) Yeah, surreal is a really great descriptor for it. But, um, you know, the feeling does go away. And I think it goes away by doing it, by like making it your life, like taking risks and having those risks either work out or or not work out and have that be survivable and, and okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of those little risks that I did at the start was to ask uh, our host of Outside In, Sam Evans-Brown, um, if we could just sit down and if he could just show me what he was doing. He was totally down, I, but I asked him if I could just tag along on one of his stories just to start to see to see how to do it 
And <laughs> I mean, people, you know, listeners might not know what a generous thing this is to do. And it says a lot about Sam because, um, you know, reporting can sometimes, you know, work best when you're alone wolf in a way to sort of, you know, like get out there with your recorder and like you can you can establish a, a relationship with someone and like move things along and, and having someone tag along and explaining to them what you're doing or like changing the dynamic, um, you know, if there's sort of a, a green producer like that, that can be a lot of work. It, yeah, totally. And I, I don't think I, I realized it then, but about how generous that was. But like, he never made me feel at all like it was a burden. And, you know, I I think that it was such a good learning experience for me. And in part, just because of, of how open he was, like, that's like a nice way to be. So so what was the uh, story that you tagged along for? I don't actually remember this. He was working at a, on a story on the maple syrup industry. Allow me to present for debate from my very New England-centric perch up here in New Hampshire, the following statement. Maple syrup is the quintessential North American agricultural product. Discuss. I'd like to acknowledge here that... When it eventually came out, it was called The Forest for the Tree Sap. Do you remember it? I do, yeah. Yeah, this was sort of about um, the maple syrup industry not being the cute, quaint, uh, New England cottage in- industry, you might imagine, but largely being pretty industrial at this point, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, 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 the sugar shack in the woods does exist, but it's not most maple syrup. So Sam showed me his reporting notes. He walked me through what he was thinking, and um, and he did invite me along on a trip to northern Vermont. And I had just moved to New Hampshire, and we were driving up north through Franconia Notch, um, and it was my very first time passing through that place. Which is like a, a rite of passage. It's one of my favorite places to drive up with people who aren't from the area because it's this like gorgeous, iconic road. It cuts through the mountains, um, the White Mountains, and there's this you know big cliff on one side and these towering peaks on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean in the fall it's you know lined with maple trees that all turn golden and red. It's just like an absolute. If you if you want to just be bowled over by the White Mountains. It's it's the spot to go. Um, but to me, it also really feels like a kind of portal because it's, you know, it's a mountain pass. You're passing through a threshold and south of the notches and north of the notches are very different places, right? Um, and you lose signal there. The highway narrows to a single lane. You slow down. So it really feels like this hovering world, like a portal. And on that day, it was really stunning. Like I remember on the drive, it was late winter, and somehow really foggy and really icy. So the fog is glazing each branch really minutely in ice. So the entire forest just looks like it's made of crystal. Mm. One of those magical, magical winter moments. And so we were driving and and I'm using the word portal and, and threshold. And I mean that in many different senses. Like this was this moment when I was being let in on this process of reporting. Um, Sam was inviting me in to his process to do this thing that I've been working towards for a really long time um, to report on the environment and on long form documentary, um, which is so special. And I was hanging out with Sam, who is so versed in this place. And he is a he's a notorious winter lover. He's a cross country skier, (laughs) a notorious winter lover. That'd be a good Twitter handle. <laughs> um, yeah, like, do, do you remember his advice uh, when we we did the end of year show and he was talking about winter tips? You know how to how to survive the winter. 
this is not going to like, you know, this is not going to please like the public safety officials of the world. But but like getting a little hypothermic is not is not <laughs> the end of the world. No. And I mean, yeah. it's, like, and he was like, get know, outside. Like, like, don't worry about hypothermia. <laughs> he did qualify it a little bit. But yeah. um, but that it was really funny. Um, but in this moment in Franconia Notch, he told me this thing, which just felt to me like the kind of information about a place that comes from knowing it really well and. So while he while we were driving, he was saying that you know he is often looking for snow um, for skiing, and when there's snow nowhere else in New Hampshire, often there is snow at Franconia Notch. Mm. Which you know it's it's um it's a secret. Mm-hmm. It, I mean it's not it's not like a huge if you once you've lived here long enough to to know that there's snow tucked in the White Mountains is not like a huge secret. But it but in in some way when you're new to a place like that is that is like super cool. Yeah, it was very, it did feel like a secret of like special, it, I felt like I was learning the place better. And I feel like that whole experience just says so much to me about like, sort of who, who Sam is and the, the specialness of reporting on Northern New England. And also the experience of passing through change, of, of not being able to pass through an experience unchanged. Mm. Do, um, is that what, do you feel like we're driving through Franconia Notch right now? <laughs> like what's on the other side of these these mountains? It's mm. a glittering, crystalline weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> it is a threshold moment for Outside In, and we said this in our announcement a couple episodes ago, but just to reiterate, a lot's changing, but then again, a lot of stuff people hopefully love about the show isn't really changing at all. Right. We have an update about our Ask Sam recurring feature. We're still going to be answering listener questions, but instead of Ask Sam, it's going to be called the Outside Inbox. So please, 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 please don't stop calling the hotline with your lovingly weird wonderings about the natural world. It's one of my favorite parts of the job. Also, the hotline number is the same. It's one eight four four go otter Also, for now, I'm going to be hosting, but like we've always said, this is a team effort, and there is lots of good stuff on its way into the podcast feed. So actually, I think that a good way to say goodbye to Sam, um, at least say goodbye to podcast Sam, um, is in a very classic podcast move, which is a montage. A montage, you say? (laughs) Wait, wait, are you guys putting me on here? No. Are you surprised? My favorite podcast gimmick there is. (laughs) Wait, you weren't joking? No. (laughs) This is Outside In. I'm Sam Evans Brown. I'm Sam Evans Brown. This is Outside In. I'm Sam Evans Brown. I'm Sam, Sam Evans Brown. Brown. I, I I personally will contribute a supercut of Sam's wonderful laughs. laughs. All right, cue the montage. <laughs> okay, get your deep time hat on. Your deep time goggles. Imagine this depression 15,000 years ago. <laughs> so I'm like, huh. Plot twist. That didn't go the way I expected. <laughs> Wait, are you doing actual journalism here where you can, like, gather information? <laughs> well, no, I'm still I'm still looking to confirm my story that I started out with. Oh, I see. Like, we should just wait a little while till the mosquitoes go to bed. And I would just be like... Mosquitoes don't go to bed. Like, they're little blood-sucking robots that, like, tireless and indefatigable. Like, they don't sleep. Like, humans sleep. Do you hear any birds? No. (laughs) This is ill-advised. 
This is a bad idea. We're gonna get hit by a car. Yeah, there was really good snow that day. Oh yeah, this is better. Oh, this is the good stuff. Look at Sam Evans Brown. Shred the gnar power, bro. Shred it, bro. Ready for this? Oh, <laughs> The Outside In team is me, Justine Paradise, Taylor Quimby, Felix Poon, and Jessica Hunt. Erica Janik is our executive producer. Starting next week, we will be back to our regular every two weeks schedule. Don't forget, we have a newsletter. We put in episode extras, reading lists, and more ways to get involved with the show. You can sign up for the newsletter on our website, outsideinradio.org. Music in this bonus episode came from Blue Dot Sessions. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Outside In is a member-supported production of New Hampshire Public Radio. I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Each story from our guests and listeners is totally unique and utterly personal. We love hearing about your first impressions when visiting someplace new. My first trip to the Patagonia region was on the Argentine side. I couldn't believe the expansive territory. It's like being in Tibet. The emptiness and the harshness really, I found transformative. Or a story told when safely back on dry land. You know, things happened every single day. I ran out of gas on a jet ski in the middle of the ocean. And I was like, what if a sea creature comes to eat me? But then I'm delusional. I was like, I'll make friends with it and it won't eat me. And maybe I'll ride that back to shore. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Join me, Lale Arakoglu, every week for more adventures on women who travel, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>